the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investments, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. As it's Thursday, we talk tech with Chris Siaccia, tech editor for TheStreet.com. Mr. Siaccia, how are you? Good, Rob. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm getting fired up about uh, Elon Musk and his uh, propaganda slash headlines. He's losing billions, but he, he rolls on. Uh, what's the newest on Mr. Musk and his company, Tesla? So the fourth quarter was uh, another miss for Tesla. Badly, they missed on on revenue and earnings. But everyone's excited this morning because they said they'll deliver between eighty and ninety thousand cars, which is significantly more than what Wall Street was expecting for 2016. So right now investors are happy, and Elon is sitting pretty. Uh, and last night he also came out and said uh, you can pre-order the Model 3, which is going to be their next car, for just $1,000 at the end of March. So, you know, everything, you know, right now is hunky-dory for Tesla, but we'll see what happens uh, when they actually unveil the car. What is the expectation for um, the Model 3? Is it going to be 2017, 2018? Where are we at with that? Tesla continues to reiterate that uh, production deliveries will start uh, in the latter part of 2017. Elon has had the horrible, horrible history of over-promising and under-delivering on dates. Um, So right now the street is skeptical on that, um, but Elon was very confident that they would be able to do late 2017 you know people that i've spoken to think it's probably more towards you know the early part of 2018 uh, maybe even you know later than that but you know a $35,000 car um and then you have the incentives is really key towards tesla's future so if they can stick to the 2017 time frame uh, i think that bodes well for the company but it remains to be seen whether they can actually do it or not how is their Model X playing out? Is it is it is it a solid vehicle? Is it getting good reviews? Because I haven't really heard much about it. That's because there ha- actually have been no reviews. Um, I've spoken okay. to the company and was stonewalled, and it was actually addressed last night on the the earnings call. And the reason that they haven't had any journalists or magazine or car reviewers actually review the the SUV yet is because they had to suppress demand because there were so many things going wrong with it. Um, while it was getting out to customers, you know, little things like, you know, paint or the Falcon Wing doors were a big problem early on, um, or, you know, so they had 
to work out some of the kinks before they could get it out to customers. And they said, you know, probably within the next couple of months, we would start to see um, reviews from, you know, places like Consumer Reports or, uh, you know, even on the street, um, you know, shameless plug there. Um, so I, I would suspect that, you know, once uh, once they were able to fully ramp up production on the Model X, um, you know, you should start to see reviews soon. It's interesting to take a look at the stock of Tesla. If you go back to 2012, it was a $26, $22 stock. And then it runs all the way up to 280 roughly, 285 And now it's pulled back from 285 all the way to 150 It's up 14 points today, so it's at 158 It's down almost 50%. Um, what do you make of the stock? Is that normal and healthy? Because on a five-year basis, it looks great. On a four-year basis, it looks great. On a three-month basis, it's pretty much so a nightmare. I think, you know, Tesla's valuation is really just based on the Model 3 and the Gigafactory, and I think that's, you know, kind of how it's been for the past few years. Um, if you believe that the Model 3 is, you know, going to be this game-changing, um, you know, opportunity for Tesla and really electric vehicles, then there's no reason to not hold it for, you know, a multiple-year time frame. Um, but if you're going to be a day trader, um or, you know, just like a, a short-term trader, yeah, it's tough to own this name um, because it's so increasingly volatile. I remember even just like looking back, you know, in the past 18 months or so, when they had the issues with the fires, you know, stocks, the stock would, you know, plunge 20 points on one day and then would be up 20, you know, 15 the next. It's, it's, it's a tough name to own in a short time frame, but if you've got, you know, a longer time frame and you're really confident that the company can deliver on this, then... Yeah, a longer time frame, you know, like a three, four, five-year time frame probably looks a lot better. Gigafactory, have you heard anything on that, or is it still in the process and no updates? <clears throat> Status quo, they keep saying that everything is good to go there. Um, the company's future really is tied to both the Gigafactory and the Model 3, and they've said repeatedly that the two need to come online together, um, you know, within a few months of each other, you know, Otherwise, basically, the company would fail. They said last night that the first, you know, battery packs for Tesla Energy, which is their, uh, you know, their their play to get people off the grid so that they can have their own energy and not rely on utilities, um, those are coming from the Gigafactory. So it's, there's some prediction, production going on there. So it seems like everything is, is hunky-dory in Elon Musk land right now. Hunky Dory, having lost over three billion dollars in the market correction, still hunky dory. Um, anything else we, we want to talk about with Tesla before moving on to a new topic? No, I, I think just the only thing that we need to keep an eye on is um, if there are any concerns about um, you know Model X production or the reviews once they do eventually come out if they're negative. You know, I think that's something that investors may want to be wary about. So we'll see, we'll see what happens once those come out in the next couple of months. That's probably the, the next big issue for, for Tesla and its investors. Chris Siachi is the tech editor at thestreet.com. You could go to thestreet.com, find him pretty easily, and uh, catch up on all things technology and more. Switching gears, Twitter, it seems like they're proving the critics correct. Um, not a lot going on there to talk positive, is there? No, I mean, at this point, you've got to wonder whether um, they'll ever, you know, grow user base. It's been stuck, you know, around that 300 million mark for the past year or so. 
Uh, last quarter, they said they actually lost users. But in January uh, or last month, they said, you know, they saw some of those come back. It's just, I mean, it's a very good business. You know, they grow revenue pretty healthy, but they just can't grow the user base. And they constantly talk about the logged out users of which they have, they say they have half a billion of. But if, you know, from a Wall Street perspective, they just don't care. Um, they're focusing on real time, you know, but you got to wonder whether we, the people that I've spoken to, you know, whether they're journalists or traders. And I always ask them the same question. If you weren't doing what you would do, would you pay attention to Twitter? And the answer is always a resounding no. So I just I don't think there's the opportunity for them to materially grow the user base. And if you see the the company's market cap continue to slide as it has, you got to wonder whether um, either private equity comes in and chops them up, or maybe somebody you know takes a strategic stake or an activist comes in. But I just I don't see it happening. Um, where they're ever going to be as big as um, Instagram, much less Facebook. Now, I'm not, I'm not challenging you. I'm just let's try to have a conversation about this. I heard Kevin Hart interviewed not too long ago, and he was talking about how many millions of people he has on Twitter. And he's like, "Well, I just did a movie for Sony, and you know, I have to go and do media press and everything, but I'm not giving him my my Twitter." He's like, "That's a separate brand. That's a separate business. That's that's if they want that, they have to pay for that." And you and you do see successes on Twitter tied towards people under thirty. You know, Kanye West says something and the world freaks out. Could this just be that you and I don't get it because we're old and we're not following comedians who actually have big sway and can get people to movies and can get people to buy, you know, tchotchkes, so to speak? See that's that and why comes with this this whole logged out um fiasco that Twitter is constantly trying to, to portray to the market and it's just not buying it. There is much okay. for people on there. Um, it's just it's it's tough to actually get people to actually log in. Um, it's a good business, but I just I don't see it happening um, where these people are actually going to start actively engaging on Twitter. They might look at Kanye's tweets you know, every now and then or they see them on TV or whatever. But they're just not going to the platform, and that's what Wall Street cares about right now. Anything else on Twitter? You think Jack Dorsey's probably shaking his head, wishing he didn't, he didn't take the CEO role? No, I mean Jack founded this company nearly nine years ago. I think his resolve here is is as strong as ever. Um, speak, people that I've spoken to say he's not wavering, just because the stock price is down since he's come on since the summer. Um, we'll see whether some of these changes, you know take any effect, but, you know, I'm not too optimistic about it. Okay. And so maybe the, maybe now is the time to get optimistic. When Chris is pessimistic, now is the time to be the ultimate contrarian. Um, it's cheap, right? Like, could Apple or Google have any interest in, in acquiring 300 million eyeballs? You know, I can't see Apple doing it because, you know, their software lately has been sort of like a nightmare. Um, and they just don't seem to have any interest in advertising. Um, they shut down their iAd unit. I've always thought that you know Google would you know eventually buy them if the market cap got low enough. But they have a deal for um, integrating tweets, so why do you go out, need to go out and buy them? Um, I've you know postulated that maybe you know a company like a Bloomberg, um, a news organization, would buy them. Um, there's a really good piece in the New York Times today that suggests that maybe Twitter should just become, you know, like the next Wikipedia. 
Um, so, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to see who um, can go out and potentially buy them. There's, you know, there's always probably somebody out of left gotcha. field, but it's tough right now. It's Chris Siaccia, tech editor for TheStreet.com. Thank you so much. You can find him at uh, TheStreet.com, and I'll tweet out this interview in a couple of hours. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 